Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, I'm pumped to have Faith Abbott on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. I'm excited to jump in, so why don't we just jump right into it? How about you tell us all about you, who you are, what you do, and your story with chronic illness? Awesome. Well, I live in Austin, Texas with my fiance. We're actually getting married in September, so it's kind of crunch time right now. (laughs) So my last name is soon to change for anyone referencing this in the future. Um, And yeah, so right now I am working at a tech company. I do marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently on a medical leave because Mm -hmm. I've had a little bit of a relapse in um, my Graves disease. So as people with thyroid disease know, it takes a bit of time to kind of stabilize the thyroid once it's gone off piece. So um, I've been sort of sick since January and on medical leave now for about two months. Oh, wow. And I have one month, one month left. Yeah. And then hopefully everything is kind of like stabilized for the wedding. But my Graves disease journey really starts in 2012 when I was initially diagnosed. And then I was stabilized for a while. And then um, it'll kind of can't flare it up again um, with a really kind of like stressful month that kind of triggered a bunch of things all at once. That's kind of it all in a nutshell. Yeah. What can you explain what Graves disease is for anyone that's listening that maybe doesn't know what it is? Mm -hmm. So Graves disease is an autoimmune disease that triggers hyperthyroid. So essentially just the opposite symptoms of what you might experience um, as someone with Hashimoto's. So the big thing is like a really rapid heart rate. My heart rate was 181 per minute. So pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Heart palpitation. So you kind of just like feel like your heart is beating out of your chest. um, Inability to regulate body temperature, but in the opposite way of hypothyroid. So really, really hot, really like sweaty all the time. Mm. Um, Your metabolism um, kicks off. So you lose a lot of weight. I was about um, 90 pounds at the peak of Graves' disease. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it triggers a lot of adrenaline as well. So um, anxiety is a big component of Graves' disease where, um, again, with like hypothyroid, you might feel more of the like depressive state. So it's really kind of just all the opposite of um, hypothyroid. And it's pretty extreme and it it typically has to be treated unlike, um, you know, sometimes with hyperthyroid that's not triggered by Graves' disease. Um, there are more simple treatment plans. With Graves' disease, you you typically find people either do a radioactive iodine treatment or surgery to remove the thyroid because it's quite oh, severe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how did you find out that you had Graves' disease? Was it something that you found out pretty easily? Did it take you a little bit of time? It took time. And that's the story I hear from a lot of people. Um, I believe that I was sick for a year. I started to experience the symptoms in college. It was my junior year. Um, I lost a lot of weight, which was the first obvious sign. Um, but obviously it wasn't something that I was really complaining about at the time. I was sort of like, oh, okay, this 
is like my new me now. This is great. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the heart rate and the palpitations and the increased anxiety, it was difficult. It's difficult. And I, I hear this in talking to a lot of Graves' disease patients. It's really difficult to put your finger on it because you sort of start to think you're going a little bit crazy because the symptoms are very, it affects you so much mentally with like the increased adrenaline and anxiety yeah. that you struggle to kind of articulate to doctors like what's going on because it's not like a sore throat or a hurt finger you know it's almost like I'm experiencing a lot of adrenaline like how do you isolate yeah. that as a symptom yeah. um so I went to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor and I got things like a, a b12 deficiency um or maybe just developing anxiety because you know I had a really heavy course load and I was um just taking a lot of classes and then um, I needed to eat more protein, this, that, and the other. And then finally, I went to my doctor um, back at home in Dallas. She checked my pulse, and she said, instantly, you have Graves' disease. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I got treatment within two weeks of um, being diagnosed. Okay. What is so, the treatment that you ended up moving forward with? So I did radioactive iodine. Okay. I had the choice of, um, like I said, surgery or radioactive iodine. I really wasn't very... Um, like educated about graves or thyroid disease or the treatments or anything. And, you know, my doctor said, just kind of choose between the two. There's no right or wrong. And I thought, well, I'm going back to classes in a month. So I'd rather do the radioactive iodine because in my mind, surgery was, you know, very invasive and scary. And so um, you basically take a pill mm -hmm. and the thyroid is the only organ that can absorb radioactive iodine. So your thyroid absorbs it and then it slowly dies. Um, so it's kind of the same thing as surgery because I mean, even though the organ is in your body, it's essentially dead. Mm. Um, the problem with radioactive iodine, well, not the problem, but I guess like the difference with radioactive iodine is you have to wait for it to die as opposed to a surgery where it's gone. Um, so you kind of sort of sit there and watch your body go through a really extreme hyperthyroid state all the way to hypothyroid before you can begin um, taking synthetic hormones. Wow. Um, so it's quite, quite difficult to um, experience such a shift in um, hormones in your body. Really. Yeah. That is yeah. insane. That's crazy. Like um, I'm trying to think of, so you also were dealing with candida and SIBO too, or was that after you found out about Graves? Yeah. So that's an interesting one. So my gut stopped really working when I got Graves disease. Mm -hmm. um, it does affect the gut a lot. Yeah. Um, food kind of just like moves through you and yeah. you just, you just lose weight. And, and, you know, cause all of your, um, rhythms in your body are moving very quickly as opposed again, to Hashimoto's where they move very slowly, you kind of have the yeah. opposite problem. And so, yeah, my gut just broke. And at the time, you know, in 2012, the whole idea of healing your gut is if you will, relatively new in the past, like five years and the whole holistic and functional community. So I didn't think much of it until January where when everything flared up again, um, the gut problems I've been living with were just truly like, just, it was unbearable. Every single thing was so painful. It hurt to eat. So I think like I've had, um, these gut issues, like I said, for a very, very long time, but it wasn't until January that I was like, okay, I've got to take action because actually I can't even put food in my body now, not anything. So yeah, yeah that's kind of a secondary thing that I think, I think was triggered by Graves' disease. Really interesting. So excuse my ignorance about the topic, but like, so you said that the iodine kind of 
killed off your thyroid. So how did you have this reignition of symptoms or issues in January? What was that like? What kind of came up for you? Yeah. So um, after my thyroid died, I took a um, medication called Synthroid, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. It's a really highly prescribed medication in the US and around the world. And it's just a synthetic thyroid hormone. And it um, is a T4, which is a, a thyroid um, hormone, which your body converts into T3. Mm-hmm. And um, I took that for, um, I, it took me about a year to get on it after uh, maybe like seven months or eight months to get on that after radioactive iodine. And then I never really felt well. Like I just, I never really was restored to my initial state. I guess my, I just didn't have enough thyroid hormone. Um, so I always kind of just felt like 75% of who I was after. And in January, um, or in December, really, I had a highly, highly stressful month. And um, yeah, my body stopped converting the hormone into T3. So it always reversed Mm -hmm. T3, which is an unusable, unusable form of T3. Um, And I started to get really bad symptoms again. And it was weird, because I was like, I had radioactive iodine, so I don't have a thyroid. So what's going on? How can I be experiencing, you know, yeah. and I got tested for the Graves antibodies and they weren't there. So doctor after doctor after doctor was like, you know, maybe you've developed anxiety. Essentially like it's in my head. I need to just take a multivitamin and chill out. Um, and months, you know, months rolled on and everyone kind of just told me I was making it up because there was no real solution. So mm. I started listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, and I learned about this whole world of functional medicine um, and holistic healing. And um, that's where I was able to find practitioners who kind of, you know, even, even a regular endocrinologist doesn't test reverse T3. They test TSH and T4. So they had no idea what was going on. Um, So they were able to find that I didn't really have any T3 in my body. And um, that caused a lot of symptoms. And from there I was eager to switch onto a natural thyroid hormone. So I got off the synthroid and onto armor thyroid. And what happened was I plummeted very, 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 very hard into hypothyroid with the TSH of 45, which is um, yeah. just very, very hypothyroid. Yeah. And my body um, just didn't, it just didn't have enough T4 for someone with a radioactive iodine treatment. And so my, it has a lot of T3 and my body was um, really hyperthyroid from a T3 perspective. So the heart palpitations, but I was experiencing all the hypo symptoms, like, you know, freezing cold, the rhythms in my body aren't working, exhausted. Um, and it took about, I would say like three months to start to get back to feeling like I can get out of bed and stuff. So it's just been like up and down, up and down. And alongside I have, you know, candida, so um, I had some mold poisoning and Epstein-Barr virus. So a lot of things kind of like triggered at one time. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of what happened in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a couple of little things all at one time. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Like, was was your um, your employer pretty? I don't know, helpful. Meaning, like, were they were they very open to you taking a medical leave, or is that something that you were just like, this is what I have to do? Yes, they were um, open to it. I was working from home for a while, which is how I made it work. Um, and honestly, I didn't have a diagnosis. 
So it was really hard because I was like, you know, I'm bedridden. I was to the point where I couldn't even get up to eat food. And my doctors are saying, well, nothing's wrong with you. Mm. And so I couldn't really like just keep, I, you know, initially I was like, how can I even take a medical leave? Because what am I going to say is my reason for leaving until finally, you know, I found practitioners who were able to help me. But even then the, um, insurance company doesn't recognize functional medicine diagnoses or treatment. So luckily and unluckily my TSH of 45 is what kind of enabled me to take the medical leave. But, um, the other diagnoses like SIBO or candida or Epstein's bar or mold poisoning, none of that, um, was valid in terms of applying for the medical leave. And, um, in terms of my employer, they were fully supportive. I mean, I was so useless. They were like, just get better and then yeah. come back when you're better. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great on the employer side, but that's so frustrating on the like insurance and medical leave side. Like I've heard this story from other people who have, I, I mean, I just interviewed someone recently who is not, is no longer working and she had to give up her job because it wasn't like, it wasn't, um, recognized what she was kind of going through. So, so yeah, that's crazy. So what are some of the things we're talking a little bit, we bumped into like holistic healing. So what, what are some of the things you've been doing, um, outside of taking medication, things that kind of make you feel better, anything that gives you a little bit of, of how you used to feel back? What do you do for that? Yeah. So one of the big things I've been doing is I do a medical grade infrared sauna every day. I actually ended up purchasing one um, because I couldn't actually drive myself to um, the place I was going to that had a sauna. And it's really important for me because I, for multiple reasons, don't detox well. One is, you know, I've been hypothyroid now for a while. And so my body isn't really moving. Nothing's really leaving my body. The other thing is I have a a lot of people have this a double MTFHR mutation, which means I don't detox very well. So I do um, medical grade infrared sauna um, every single day. And mm-hmm. that has helped immensely. Um, I feel so much better after doing that. I also do something called red light therapy, mm-hmm. which um, like energizes the mitochondria in your cells. Um, and that helps immensely as well. I take a wide range of supplements, Mm -hmm. um, really high grade supplements. I know a lot of people um, do that, but you know, I did every single test my functional medicine doctor had to offer and we really got (laughs) down to the nitty gritty. Um, So that has helped even just the quality of supplements that I'm taking is so far superior to what I was taking before. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like, you know, to the like I wasn't even absorbing, for example, like the B12 I was taking before. And so I have to take mine like pre-methylated. And so just things like that, that, that make a huge difference. I also do um, a vitamin drip every month with uh, B vitamins. And then I also have like some magnesium and vitamin C in there. Um, and then I do a B12 shot every month as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned some, um, I took a meditation course called Ziva Meditation. Mm-hmm. That has helped immensely. Um, just with like calming and, um, it's just really like a natural way to relax. Um, and then I'm not allowed to work out right now, but, um, I was a big, I was very active before this happened. So when I'm allowed to, again, um, for me running, is huge. Mm. Um, and then just in general, my, the food I eat is different. I don't eat dairy, gluten, or grains. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I feel so much better <laughs> when yeah. I don't eat that. So that has really impacted my overall well-being. So those are some of the things that they do take a lot of time, but they've helped immensely for me. Yeah. Is there anything, um, we kind of touched with meditation, but anything like emotionally, mentally that you do for yourself? So I'm just thinking, I can't even imagine how stressful this has been for you. And I'm wondering if there's anything that's kind of helped you get through that. I know that you started, um, like, well, maybe didn't start, but your community on Instagram is something that, that you've also been kind of dipping into, right? Yeah. So I launched my Instagram in January because I was experiencing all these really debilitating symptoms, but there was no one who really believed me, I guess, in like the medical community. And I didn't have any immediate friends who could relate. So I thought, I bet there are other people who have chronic symptoms and don't have answers. And I said, let me just like launch my Instagram and share the journey um, yeah. and then, um, kind of like see what's out there and also maybe just give people, um, hope, I guess that they're not alone. And so, yeah, I launched the Instagram and it really gained traction and it turns out there are a lot of people in the same boat. Yeah. Um, so I connected with a lot of people with Graves disease from all around the world. I wanted to get an understanding of what their experiences were, what treatments they did and has anyone like ever experienced what I've experienced. Yeah. Um, but more than that, I've just connected with people um, who are just in the same boat, whether it's like an autoimmune disease um, or mold poisoning like I have or an undiagnosed illness, but mostly just chronic illness in general. And that's been really um, positive for me, not only because I can connect with other people in the same boat, but I feel like I'm actually making this a productive experience. Like as I share it, I get a lot of positive feedback where people feel hopeful and encouraged and, mm. you know, in kind of a not great situation that makes it feel sort of worth it. So yeah. um, that's been really surprisingly very positive and good. Something that's come out of this, I think. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a lot of support kind of outside of like with your friends, your family, your fiance, things like that? Yes, definitely. And I think that makes all the difference. Um, my fiance is super, super supportive. It's kind of a tricky one because like we got engaged in September. We had a few good months and then like I hit rock bottom. So unlike traditional engagements, ours has been putting the wedding on hold and me just like being bedridden and trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Um, yeah. And like, am I even going to get better for the way, you know, like these really unfortunate things that have happened. But yeah, um, he's been so so supportive like he comes with me to my appointment he is so understanding he cooks the food does the groceries you know like whatever needs to be done um he learned he's learned all the vocabulary and the thyroid and how it works and all the gut things and he shows up and he's there and my family is the same they're um all really they're not like as holistic as I am but they're very open to it and in yeah. functional medicine and all that and same with his family and my friends don't understand it, but they're very um, understanding of my situation. Yeah. And we do a lot of nights in where they drink wine and I can't, and I lay on the couch while they cook. And, you know, you just kind of have to make it work. But if it wasn't for the people around me being so positive and supportive, I would have probably plummeted into a state of depression because the isolation would have been so difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, but that's so, that's so important. And I'm so happy that you had people around you supporting you. I love that, that everybody is like, we'll just hang out with you. You can be on the yeah. couch and we'll, we'll do all of these things. Um, I love that. So 
you had also mentioned, and I didn't want to miss it, that so you found out that you were, um, you had mold like somewhere, or what was happening with the mold? So it's not like a huge, um, like huge number. It's not really necessarily the root cause of my problems, but it's a little bit higher than the CDC average for what should be in your system. Yeah. So, um, my doctors really think that it's, um, just because my immune system is so weak and I am, um, just so sensitive to any type of toxin, like it can be someone's perfume that sets me off. I mean, especially since I've started, like I've switched to all kind of clean products. Um, and so the big thing for me is I have a molecule air filter, which, um, is a really high grade air filter that filters out any type of um, toxins in the environment, especially mold. And with the sauna detoxing, the symptoms related to that have gotten better. And I'll just take the test again and see, um, now that my immune system is getting a little stronger, I'll redo it all. And hopefully it's, it's gone, but the mold poisoning can be really, really debilitating. But luckily mine wasn't like off the charts. It was just kind of like a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. But just enough that it's like adding, adding more issues to the fire, yeah. like kind of building and building. Got it. Yeah. So, so yeah, is there people wanted to connect with you or anything like that? How would they be able to do that? Um, they could find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is that healing feeling mm-hmm. and, um, they can message me on there or comment on a post. I try to comment back to everyone I can. I try to put all the resources that I'm using on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be like my practitioners here or websites or courses, like I said, the Viva meditation course or apps or, you know, just to kind of like share because I, I'm in such a unique situation where I've taken off work to spend a hundred percent of my time on healing. So I have like all these resources that I've accumulated. So I want to, to share them with people as much as, as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So is there anything else that you would like to chat about or talk about or tell the listeners of the podcast? Not that I can think of. I guess like just for anyone who's dealing with chronic illness, you know, I feel like sharing the story is definitely the most empowering thing you can do because we're in such a shift right now with with medicine. And, you know, obviously I'm a huge proponent of the functional medicine holistic world. And so the more we kind of speak up about our successes and our healing, the more um, we can hopefully um, get sort of things like insurance on board and kind of make those shifts to make this accessible to more people. So my, my goal in all of this, and I'm not sure what it would look like long-term is to, to kind of help that movement so that more people can have access to, to true healing instead of sort of suppressing their symptoms. So if anyone's kind of going through it, I would encourage them to, to kind of share their successes as much as possible. Cause I think that that's going to be really important in, in helping sort of like normalize the whole holistic functional medicine approach. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so important. And that's one thing that I've been so excited about getting into this community and like really starting to talk to people is that everyone really wants to push forward and show people that there's other modalities that you can use in your healing that, you know, I mean, I lived with Hashimoto's for like six or seven years and just assumed, I mean, I had, I was taking Synthroid as well and I was okay. I was like, 60% of who I was. And I was just told that that's kind of how things work. And that's just like what it was. So finding this community, finding natural medicine, finding functional medicine and holistic healing has really been um, just 
so eye-opening to me that things as simple as sleep, as simple as the food that I put in my body, the products that I use, the mindset that I have, um, all of those things weigh into it. And I would say that I'm so much closer to feeling like who I am than I was before. And um, I think it's really cool. I, I wish that, and I hope that it continues to be something that people talk about because I just think that there's so many people out there that don't even know that there's so much more that they could be doing. So I love that that's something that you, that you're really hoping to, to push forward with your own story. Yeah. I mean, I think so many people are told this is just your new normal. Like this is what your life is going to be. And I mean, I had the exact same thing when I um, was sort of like searching for answers in this whole um, past few months I had, I actually flew back home to speak to the doctor who diagnosed me with Graves' disease. And she said, well, I said to her, you know, I'm so exhausted and I'm, I'm doing all the right things. And, um, I'm, my lifestyle is literally perfect. Like I couldn't do anything better that I could think of. And I'm like, it's gotta be something. And she said to me, well, you know, you don't really have a thyroid. So this is just what your life is like. Maybe you should take more naps. And I thought that can't be right. Like, I can't just accept that I live a really, really like poor quality of life yeah. where I can't do anything really. And I feel like, you know, when I launched this platform on Instagram, um, so many people messaged me saying like, yeah, my doctor just told me that like, this is, this is what my life is like now. And I've just accepted it. And, um, or, you know, I have to take all these medications that have these horrible side effects that almost reduce my quality of life as much as the initial symptoms or disease did. And yeah, I don't know. I feel so, so, so many people live like that. I mean, I live like that. And then like, you know, you find this world where there are doctors who are like, no, 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 you can feel a hundred percent and I'm going to help you until you get there. And I'm going to think outside the box and, you know, like having my doctor who gets down to a cellular level and says, yeah. you need to re-energize yourself and having, seeing that like make an impact with no side effects, positive side effects, you know, is like, that's thinking outside of the box, but you yeah. know, unfortunately that's not available to the general public because insurance doesn't cover any of it. You know, it's, it's leaving everyone falling through the cracks of the healthcare system, living a poor quality of life as a result of, you know, all the toxins and things that people don't really have control over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I just wish more people had this information, but I, I do think that there, there are so many more people like you, like me, that are out there that are talking about this kind of stuff. And I think that that's, like you said, that's where we got to start. People need to share, share their experience and, and hopefully we can open the eyes of, of other people around us. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so great to talk to you about your story and everything that you're doing with it. So I hope, I hope that you enjoyed being on today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.